Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm going to look at the gospel lesson briefly. When he saw the crowds that were harassed and helpless, he said to them, Someone else should take care of that. I don't think he said that. When he saw the crowds who were harassed and helpless, he said, Wow, what a mess they got themselves into. They can figure it out. No. When he saw the crowds that were harassed and helpless, he said, Well, they've dug their own graves. Let them fix it. I say this tongue-in-cheek because I think there's some truth in the point where when we see others we may have those thoughts. Let them figure it out. My life is already filled with enough grief as it is. But what does the text say? When he saw the crowds he had compassion on them. Now, compassion, the English word compassion, comes from Latin, means to suffer with. So to have compassion with someone is not just to have sympathy for someone or to have empathy. It's to suffer alongside with someone, to share in their pain and their grief. But it's a little more complicated than that. Because when you look at the word compassion from Greek, it adds another little dimension, another picture. Picture this. It's a wrenching of your guts It's an emotional response, something that stirs up within you pain and sadness that causes you to act. That wrenching of your guts, that deep down inside you know something is wrong and God's moving you to act. You know, when you look at the word compassion in the Gospels in connection to Jesus, whenever we hear that Jesus has compassion, we always find out that Jesus then acts. He does something about it. In our text today, when Jesus saw the crowds that were troubled, that were harassed, that were like sheep without a shepherd. He acted. Now what did Jesus actually see among these crowds? I think two things. One was a spiritual problem. Uh, these, uh, pe these people were harassed because under the Jewish religion, it's all about what you do and how much you do and how many laws you can keep 
to earn God's favor. It was a religion of outward rules, outward laws. In fact, there were so many that it was hard to even remember them all. And it always left you wondering, did I do enough today to earn God's love? But there are also physical needs. And we know there are physical needs because what happened? Jesus says that he had compassion and he healed every disease and sickness. So within this community, Jesus saw both spiritual and physical needs. And he acted upon them. You see, that time, it was a religion of do. These are the things that you have to do to earn God's love. But Jesus is saying here is, is it's not a religion of do, but of done, of what Christ has already done for us. How often do we have compassion? Now I'm talking something just more than empathy. I'm talking about something that's deep down in your gut that you know that you need to respond to God's calling. There are a lot of hurt and helpless people within the world, within the community, even within our own families. Sometimes I think we look and we see others hurting and we say, we really can't help. We're all try, but there's just too many people. But I think it may just be a little more subtle. What about within your own family? What about in your lives? You see, we can put on this facade that everything is going well. You know, we live a pretty comfortable, affluent lives today. But yet I bet deep down inside there are many who are struggling with internal problems. You know, just this past week, a member was telling me that as they were sitting in the pews on Sunday, um, they purposefully try to listen to hear what's going on around them. Not to be a spy, because you can hear at times people tell others of their problems and their troubles. And maybe after church they need a hug. Maybe they need a prayer. Maybe they need that encouragement that, hey, God is with you. Are we listening to the voice of Jesus? Or are we listening to the voice of this world? What do you see when you look out at the crowds? Do you see that, well, they made their own problems? Is 
if the compassion is not there, if we just shrug our shoulders at the hurting that's going on around us, if we think it's not my problem, then what are we really saying about the love we're supposed to have for others because of what Jesus has done for us? I know that we can't solve every problem in this world. We can't solve the homeless crisis in a matter of a week. But how do you climb a mountain? One step at a time. One prayer at a time. One phone call at a time. One email at a time. That we can reach out to someone who needs to know that they are loved. You know, if we don't have that compassion for others where our, our gut just wrenches, then I think we become too sensitized to the world. And you know, the devil really wants us to ignore the needs and the hurts of others. Think about a time in your life when you're going through some pain, health issues. How did that resolve? Did people reach out to you and pray for you, send cards, send meals? They are moved with compassion not because they're going to earn something from God, but because of what God has done for them. So what's the answer? Jesus in our text sees sheep without a shepherd. He has compassion on us. God the Father left the confines. God the Father sent his Son to leave heaven, to come down to earth. To walk the way to the cross and to die and to suffer. You know, Hebrews says that he has experienced everything that we have. So he knows the hurts and pains that all of us face. There's nothing new to him. Think of Jesus, too, as one who was harassed and tortured. He was harassed many, many times. On the cross, remember, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And you know what the answer was? Crickets. No answer. Abandoned by the Father. The helpless one came 
to be that compassion for us. He became the helpless one so you can know what compassion is. And so his love compels us. We are equipped with his compassion. The gospel lesson tells us a couple ways to show that compassion. The first is, the text says, ask the Lord to send out workers to the harvest. In other words, prayer. Pray that the Lord works through individuals. And second, realizing that when you pray, a lot of times you are the answer to your own prayer. Right after he says, ask to send workers, what happens? Jesus calls 12 and he sends them out. He says, go. I think he does the same thing for us today. He calls us. And because of all the love that he has given to us and the compassion that he has shown, he says, Don, go. Doesn't say where. He says, go. To live your life to live your life reflecting his love so that others, perhaps for the very first time, get to see love and grace. You know, this past week, Saturday, Saturday Friday, right after my boss left to go to lunch, I was walking out to my car because I had a doctor appointment and a homeless person came up. And I would admit, what do you think my first thoughts were? What does he want? I repented. He wanted something to drink, to use the restroom. But then he said something that just I've never heard in my many years of ministry. He said, Father, he thought I was a priest. Father, I'm addicted to drugs. Can you take me to a place to get help? I didn't have to go to homeless camps or I didn't have to go on the streets and try to find people. The Lord brought him here. And he brings people into your lives to help. As I dropped this individual off, the man was just crying. And he, he said, could you pray for me? Now I'm thinking, okay, what kind of prayer here? And it was something as simple as, Lord, I place this person into your hands. May Christ's compassion for us 
motivate us to touch others. You know, for all of us, that might be different ways and different opportunities. But in doing so, we are reflecting the compassion that he has shown us. May God give you the strength and the power to reach out, to touch someone's life, to make a difference for the kingdom. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen.